Main Street to Wall Street, global business celebrity and former Fortune 100 C-suite executive Jeffrey Hazlett takes you inside the good, the bad, and the ugly of businesses today. Saddle up. It's time for All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Hey, from board games to books and now podcasts, today's guest is one of the biggest names in personal finance. Robert Kiyosaki is best known for his international best-selling book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, the go-to manual for investors at every level. Robert and his wife, Kim, have spun it into empire of books, of coaching, and the number one podcast on C-Suite Radio, where he offers listeners the good news and the bad news about money. Robert, welcome to All Business with Jeffrey Hayes. Jeffrey, it is my honor. Thank you. Man, I've been a big fan of yours for a decade. And of course, we've only got to know each other most recently, although I've run into you on stages all over the place. Yeah. (laughs) Let's talk about investing because, you know, things have been down for, for months, as we know. But now I seem to be getting so many calls from so many people. It's like we're not in a bad economy. No, I'm busier than ever before. And uh, but unfortunately, as you know, the divide between rich and poor gets wider as you and I get richer. And that's my concern. Yeah. And that is a concern. I mean, hey, listen, don't forget, you know, you once you made it to the top, don't forget to send the elevator back down for everybody else. (laughs) And you do that every single day by giving people advice about what to do and what not to do. How did you first get interested in money? Well, I always ask people the same question, you know, what does school teach you about money? Yeah. And for most people, that goes flatline after that. And what they've been programmed with is go to school, get a job or a card and give you money to Wall Street. And, you know, that worked for a while, but it's not working today. So my whole concern was in financial education and the story of my rich dad and my poor dad. My poor dad was an academic genius, you know, graduated from university in two years, PhD, Stanford, University of Chicago and Northwestern. But as you know, they don't know much about money. And my rich dad was a guy who was an entrepreneur who never went to school, but because his father died when he was 13 and he took over the family business. So I became an apprentice, as you know, our friend Donald, I became an apprentice to my rich dad. Yeah. And the education is completely different. It's opposite of academics. So my, I'd go home and catch hell for not doing my homework. You know, and then I'd I'd go, I would go to my rich dad and he he never spoke about homework. So it's a couple of different worlds. Yeah. How'd you do? How many sales did you make? Uh, What was the bottom line? You know, (laughs) those kind of things. I I like that rich dad stuff. So is it true that rich dad and poor dad started as a board game? Correct. The, The board game behind me, cash flow. And, you know, Jeffrey, as you know, as an entrepreneur, it's actually, this is one word, but the two most important words in money and business are cash flow. Yeah. You know, for most people, the cash is flowing out. And what entrepreneurs have the ability to do is turn the cash flow in. And yeah. so financial intelligence and financial IQ is can you redirect the flow of your cash in or out? And the average person without a financial education, the cash is flowing out faster than it's coming in. 
Well, you know, a lot, a lot of people sometimes say, and I listen, brother, I truly understand what you mean by cash flow because I look at that every day. How much cash I have? What do I have? How can I get it? I, you know, we're looking down through the receivables. Who's who's late? Who do I need to call? Right. I mean, right. we still do those things today as business owners, even though we're at the top of our game, we're still looking through those things. There's a saying that you can grow yourself into bankruptcy. You've, you've heard that before. Is I've that done possible? it before. <laughs> yeah, we've done it, right? Is that so? Let's talk about that because some people talk about sales, 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 but you have to be careful that your cash flow keeps up with that sales, right? Well, it's you know, Jeffrey, as an entrepreneur, let me tell you a different story. When I was, I was, in, I was a Marine. I flew for the Marine Corps, and in Vietnam, when I came back home, my rich dad said, "I said, well, what do I?" I was an apprentice to him. I said, what do I have to learn next? He says, you have to learn how employees steal from you. Mm. I went, what? He says, yeah, you know, people will steal. Believe it or not, people steal. So I said, how do I do that? He says, well, get a job in a bar. So I got a job managing a bar in Waikiki. And then one of the greatest, he's a general manager of the place. He came down, his name was Steve Maroney. And he says, if you can figure out how the bartenders steal from us, you'll be a rich man. Yeah. And, and, and Jeffrey, I sat there for two years. I still can't figure out how they stole that money. Mm, it was yeah. disappearing every single night. So that's cash flow too, illegal, of course. Yeah. But that's business. You know, and, and today, you know, President Biden, the most incompetent president I've ever met, you know, I mean, he's talking about raising taxes only 400K on people with 400K, but that's combined incomes. I mean, so they're always trying to take your cash flow out of your pocket. Right. So that's why financial education begins with those two words back. There's one word in this thing, the trademark. Oh, don't forget them, and they're important. Hey, let's take a quick break, and we'll come right back after this message. C-Suite Radio. Hey, we are back. We want to thank all of our advertisers and sponsors of this show. They make things happen. We were just talking about cash flow with Robert Kiyosaki, and I'm telling you, they help my cash flow. So don't forget to uh, go reach out to those folks that are advertising and sponsoring these shows because they make this great uh, content possible. So, Robert, I look back and I look at your career and certainly an icon and, and, you know, being a thought leader, you were doing well. And then you caught, as I remember, Oprah's attention. How, how did that happen? Tell me about that. How did you meet the big O? Well, I, I wrote the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And then I was in Australia and she called and my wife took the call in Phoenix and she said, Oprah wants to on the program. I said, yeah, but I'm in Australia. She says, get your home, get home now. So I had to fly all the way from Australia to Chicago. I didn't really know who Oprah is because as Marines, we don't watch Oprah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that, but now, that's something that you were doing. You're not in their demographic, so to speak. I right? know, I know. So anyway, I love her today, thank God. Yeah. But I walked on her program and I went from, you know, instant overnight success from completely unknown. And she and I talked about financial education, the same as Donald Trump and I got to be friends over financial education. Because as I said, this, what, what does school teach us about money? Nothing. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that's a huge reason we have a gap between the rich and everybody else today. And she had some tough times. I mean, she about lost everything and learned how to control her own checkbook. I mean, there's a rumor right. that, you know, and we used to say this, hey, even Oprah signs her own checks. Right. You know, but did she talk to you about her troubles with that? Did you help her with that? 
Now, we just talked about the philosophy of being entrepreneurs and mm -hmm. managing our money and <clears throat> not needing a paycheck. Do, do you know what I mean? Let's like, yeah. my poor dad was an academic PhD and all this, but he couldn't live without a paycheck yeah. or a pension. It, do you know what I mean? And they were, they were handicapped. So my rich dad says, you know, one of the goals of being an entrepreneur is you'll never need a paycheck or a pension. And, and it's so tough, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a mindset different. Yeah, it's a mindset, but it's still tough for a lot of those entrepreneurs who, you yeah. know, they're, they're banking everything. I mean, what, what piece of advice do you give them about the financial well-being of, of their own company, but themselves? What would you tell them to do? Well, the, hard, the hardest thing is, is putting that team around you, as you know. Yeah. You've got to have great accountants, great attorneys. And it takes a while to find those guys. Because everybody's kind of self-interested, if you know what I mean. They're interested mm -hmm. in your money. But today, one of the greatest assets I have is my team. You know, my accountants, my attorneys, my stock guys, my real estate guys, my all that stuff. You gotta have a team. It's a team sport. And that's what entrepreneurs have. Whereas in school, you have to do everything on your own. So like a doctor can do everything on his own, but that's why they pay the highest taxes, medical doctors. Because taxes are your biggest expense single. So I oh, had cool. to learn to be a team player, which was good as a Marine. Uh, we operate as teams. And uh, that's the key to success. But in school, operating as a team is called cheating. <laughs> <laughs> so your company's mission is to elevate the financial well-being of humanity, right? So right. How, are you, what's, how are you getting that done? Well, we make it fun. You know, our, we, our new book coming out, The Capitalist Manifesto, and we had to make it simple. K-I-S-S, you know, keep it super yep. simple. Yep. Make it fun. Keep it, keep it simple, stupid, right? I've heard that one too, so. Yeah, but I want to, you know, I've got, this, is a, this is a different world. Now. You can't say that stuff. But anyway, <laughs> so I just say keep it super simple, make it fun. Mm -hmm. But the beauty of what you're doing with C-Suite yeah. is you're giving people access to great minds that the average person cannot access. So with my team of people, you know, when people play the cash flow game, they form these clubs, but they have access to my accountants, my attorneys, my stock guys, my, my real estate guys. And what, what C-Suite is doing is giving people access that the average person cannot afford. Yeah. And I think that's the brilliance of what we're doing. I, you know, that there is a power in this community and the power of us being able to connect so many people to get them to right. where they need to go. And I mean, that's you just hit it right on the head with C-Suite. You know, we're building a trusted community, help them right. take their content. That right. is their intellectual property or their services, their products, and be able to grow their business, grow their influence, grow their right. reach, grow their knowledge, grow their life. I mean, that's the name of it. That's it right there, brother. Right. And we, and we share it. You know what I mean? We, we allow millions of people to have access to it. Yeah. Whereas when I first started out, I remember my first attorney charged me 7,000 bucks. I, I said, well, I, I didn't have 7,000 bucks to afford to even talk to the guy, but yeah. now it's free. Yeah. It's a lot different. So, yeah. and you, you just mentioned this, but you've written five best-selling books and you're working on your next book, which is coming out. Can you talk about it? Can you, can you give us a little hint about what it's about? Well, I'm a U.S. Marine, and Marines don't take sides. We fight for freedom. I fight for the freedom of speech, the freedom to own your guns and all this. So I don't take sides Republican or Democrat or liberal or conservative. 
And what I'm concerned about with the capitalist manifesto is when I was at military school in New York, we had to study the communist manifesto. And I see the communist manifesto alive and well in America today. So I, I, you know, being a Marine, I'm still a Marine. I went to military school. I'm still fighting for capitalism, free market capitalism. And as you know, our friend, the Donald, he got taken out by socialism. The swamp got him. That upsets me, you know, because I fight for freedom. You want to be a communist? Have a good life. You want to be a socialist? Fine. You want to be LBGT? Fine. I don't really care, but I want to fight for that freedom for you to choose who you want to be. That's all I fight for. So the capitalist manifesto is for free market capitalism. That's not taught in schools. The free enterprise system is what built this country. That's our, that is our number one weapon. If people don't understand that we've got a great strong military without question, we've got democracy. But if you look around for most of the world, they've got democracy. The biggest weapon we have is our free market and our free enterprise system. That is the thing we should be taking. And, and, you know, you want to talk about taking it out to the rest of the world. That's what you take out and you show people how to do that. And we need to protect that, not tax it. Right. Not tax it, but encourage it, encourage more business, encourage more people to be able to do it and give them every break that we possibly can. Right. You know, when Donald Trump, he's like, you know, he and I written two, he and I written two books together when he got deplatformed and taken off and, and then uh, uh, whatever happened, I'm going, what happened to our freedom? How can they take down the president of the United States? You know, what happened with the elections? The same thing happened in the U S happened in Venezuela with the voting machines. So there's something I'm, I'm, so I am a Marine. You want to be a communist? That's your choice. You want to be a socialist? Your choice. But I fight for our freedoms to do that. And when our freedoms are taken away, that's when I kick in. And so that's why I wrote Capitalist Manifesto, because we have a bunch of socialists and commies running our company, our country right now. It makes me sick. Well, it's time to get some some guys with some money uh, doing what they need to do. Hey, listen, I, I mentioned you have become our number one podcaster by far. You were uh, really kicking it. The shows have been doing it. How did you get into podcasting? You know, you have one of the highest rated shows in C-Suite Radio Network. Why, why podcasting? Well, again, we're capitalists. <laughs> we, teach, we teach people to fish. Yeah. You know, but socialists you, you give have a people face, fish. You have a face for TV, but yet you're doing podcasting. So, <laughs> no, I, th- I think people would like to know why the rich are getting richer. Why is this gap between rich, the poor, and everybody else? You know, we just can't keep giving people money because it's going to destroy the U.S. dollar and our economy. We're doing exactly, you know, what Lenin said to do, which was to, to debase the currency which we did in 1971 when Nixon took the dollar off the gold standard. So we're living communism or Marxism or Leninism as we speak. That disturbs me. And just printed $1.9 trillion. And none of that money went to the poor. It went to all the pork, the swamp that Trump fought. So I'm, 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 not, I'm not a Republican or Democrat. I'm just saying I, I fight for our freedom. Let me ask you, you, you mentioned gold standard. Are you, are you, do you buy gold? Lots. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And do you, do you actually do you buy the shares or do you actually buy the gold? 
I don't trust anything paper. I want the real stuff. I like the real stuff. I mean, my I loved. I, I bought silver. Silver, a good buy. I love silver. It's my favorite. It's my yeah. favorite. It's the most underpriced asset today. It really it's is. As we know. Yeah, silver. I might and my relatives used to you know save those all those silver dollars. We used to find seriously, Robert. This is get get this. You're talking about rich dad, poor dad. Whenever our family has to sell property, we have to go out on the grounds with metal detectors and see if grandpa and great grandpa <laughs> ever buried jars full or coffee cans full of silver dollars. Is it? Have you ever heard of that? Well, that's what my wife's afraid of. If I die, she won't know where I hid it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you might. You're like a squirrel burying things around the yard. There. Yeah. I, hey, my, my favorite cartoon was uh, was that Scrooge McDuck. You know, he always sat yeah. in the piles of. Uh, gold and silver. That was me. I loved it. Yeah. yeah no, note to self: buy Kiyosaki's property. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to look for. That. So I just think it's great. It, it, it. I love the real gold. I love doing it. Of course. I, do you ever? By the way, for fun, do you ever watch those gold shows, the Gold Rush shows, and some of that stuff? Do you get? You yeah, get into never, I, I feel for those guys because I took two companies public. I took a silver mine out of Argentina public on the Toronto Stock Exchange. And I took a gold company out of China public. And when I struck gold, the Chinese took it. <laughs> so, yeah. Although I'm Asian, I don't really care for the Chinese that much today. The yeah. Chinese people are fine. But when they took my gold mine, they really, uh, I understand communism now better. <laughs> well, speaking of gold, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back after this message. C-Suite Radio. Hey, we are back. Thanks so much for listening to it. This is Jeff Hazen on All Business with Jeffrey Hazen right here on C-Suite Radio, the world's largest business podcast network. And of course, we got the world's largest business podcast right here on C-Suite Radio, which is Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And of course, he's the new author of The uh, Capitalist Manifesto. So make sure that you get a, get a copy of that book right away and read all about the free enterprise system and how what and how we need to protect it because it's the one single thing driving our country. Hey, what advice, we were speaking about gold and the love of gold and silver and all those things. What advice do you give to someone who wants to invest but doesn't know where to start? Well, that's what you go to YouTube or all, in all this C-suite and you, you actually talk to people who know what they're doing. Like I don't have a 401k or an IRA because seriously, I, can, I yeah. seriously, I would think you would. No, but I can make my own assets. I'm an entrepreneur. Right. I can, you know, I take companies public. I've, I create my own assets and all that, but that's my rich dad taught me. Whereas my poor dad always says, you know, go to school, get a good job with the government, get a pension. I've lost control of my life. If somebody else has my pension. So I'm, I'm pretty much hard assets. I'm pretty much, you know, a, a Schumpeter type of guy, creative destruction. I'm after the school system. They've got to teach financial education. But I'm a hardcore entrepreneur and a capitalist. But I'm also a Marine, which gives you the choice. If you want to, you want your 401k, fine. I won't touch them because yeah. I can beat them all day long. You're, like you're buying, what are you buying? You're buying, what are you buying? Uh, buildings, hard uh, real estate, land. I love buying, I love buying farmland. I know because I'm from South Dakota. That's one of the things I've always liked. It's always gone up and I always have the land and I can always grow something on it. But that's just one thing I like to do. What else, what else do you think is the right kind of hard asset to have? Well, I like debt and taxes. You see, yeah. the reason I love real estate is because I can buy as much real estate with debt and long-term debt. 
And as interest rates come down, then my debt gets less expensive. Yeah. And the more debt I have, the less tax I pay. That's why during the 20, what, 15, 2016 election, when Hillary said to Donald, he says, and you don't pay taxes. And Trump says, that's because I'm smart. You know? Now, <laughs> that cost him a few votes there. But that's the fact, Jack, Right. is that if you do what the government wants you to do, which is farmland, which is real estate, apartment houses, which is oil and gas and all that, you get tax breaks. But you have mm -hmm. a 401k. You don't get a tax break the way we do. So that's financial education. You want to pay taxes. It's a free country. Knock yourself out. But the reason I'm in real estate is I can borrow. I'm a billionaire in debt. And I pay no tax legally because I'm doing what the government wants done. I provide apartments for thousands and thousands and thousands of people. If you've ever been to a communist country and you've been to a government controlled uh, gulag or whatever they call those things, and I was in Kyrgyzstan and I went into their apartment houses, they're horrible, they're worse than our slums. Anytime the government touches something, it gets worse. Doesn't so get, the government doesn't in America get, gives okay. guys like me and Trump money so we can provide housing and we get huge tax breaks for it. So that's why I like real estate. Well, you also have a comment about cash. You say cash is trash. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Well, as Lenin said, you, you want to you destroy capitalism, destroy the, debauch the currency. Yeah. And that happened in 1971 when Nixon took the dollar off the gold standard. And I was flying in Vietnam six months after that. <clears throat> and uh, I write about this. I flew behind enemy lines in 72, January of 72. Because we didn't know what gold was. Remember, gold was illegal for Americans. Mm. And so I'm flying around there. I'm a college kid. I went to the academy and all this stuff. I don't even know what money is. So I fly behind enemy lines because the NVA had overrun the territory. And I'm trying to buy gold from this little Vietnamese woman. And she didn't speak English and I didn't speak Vietnamese, but she understood U.S. dollars. So let's say gold was about $50 an ounce back in 72. Oh gosh. I, I offered I offered her 40 and all she said to me was spot. Spot. I said, what spot? Have I got a spot on me? And what she was saying, this is the price of money throughout the world. And I woke up. I went, oh my God. You know, that's the, the woke culture. She woke me up to the Federal Reserve Bank, how they were manipulating our money. So mm. I went, okay, got it. Thank you very much. And I, I, after that, I started buying gold like a wild man. Uh, I, well, I love gold. And, and, and by the way, every time, and there have been a few times in my life where, and business wise, I've got myself in a little too much trouble. And I was able to rely on that gold uh, to be able to cash it and get myself out of trouble from time to time. And well, then you, go, go back and ride it again, right? If you don't get in trouble, you're not an entrepreneur, you're an employee. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, like, and I'm sure you know this statement, Fran Tarkenton, who's a good friend, you know, once said, if you haven't laid at wake at night, wondering how you're going to make payroll the next day, then you haven't lived as an entrepreneur. And, that's yeah, and he was the greatest, you know, the scrambling friend, you know, man, that guy was always in trouble behind the lines. And I think people just tuned in to watch him, how he get out of trouble. Yeah, he was a, and a little tiny guy, too. He's not a big guy. So, you yeah. know, it's like, listen, we talked about gold. We talked about silver. We talked about, hey, don't do the IRAs. Don't do this. But what about cryptocurrency right now? I mean, it's, I, have a it's lot of bit, I have a lot of Bitcoin. Yeah, me and, too. And the reason for that, again, people say, well, do you recommend it? I said, no, but I'm doing well. 
And as you know, and I know, it's always your entry point. What, 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 how, what I do crypto today? Probably not. It's too high. Yeah. But when you get in at the right price, you're in love with it. And that's all I know. The same as gold and silver. I have a lots of gold, but am I buying more of it today? Not necessarily. If it crashes, I'll buy more. Same as silver, I'll buy more. But silver is so manipulated, I think is the greatest asset, safest asset class right now is just hard silver, but you can't get it. You know, you can't get it. That's the problem. Yeah, big time. Hey, listen, I wish we had more time, but we're out of time. And speaking of just what a legend, what a legend to have Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, of course, our number one podcaster right here on C-Suite Radio. And Robert, thanks for joining us right here on All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Yeah, and thank you for for making capitalism more available to more people, which is what I why I'm on your program. That thank there you. There we go. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Hey, at the end of every show, I like to talk about what I learned. Man, I learned that. Hey, Robert's very, very uh, interested in politics. Even though he says he doesn't care about politicians, you can tell him he cares about this country. And you might not believe or want to follow about his own beliefs, but, you know, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. And I always respect that. But one thing's for sure, he cares about the economy and he cares about what we're doing with free enterprise system. And let me tell you, folks. I'm a real believer in that myself. Might not always like someone's politics, but I do like their values around making this country the richest and best country in the world. That's our number one weapon. You heard me talk about that at the beginning of the show. Our biggest weapon isn't our defense, our, isn't our way of life. It's about this free enterprise system. And because of our free market, it allows us other great things that let us go and be entrepreneurs and run businesses and make our lives and dreams come true. And let's do our best to make those dreams come true. That's what I learned right here on All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Don't forget, tell your friends. And this has been me right here on All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett on C-Suite Radio. You're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by C-Suite Radio, a podcast network featuring today's top business experts and is part of the C-Suite Network, the world's most trusted network of C-Suite executives. Find this and other business podcasts on c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.